apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. defensive play. Joel battling in the paints, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson, just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Posting Up Podcast. I'm Big Jay, joined by Sean Scanlon and our special guest from Sports Talk with R&J, the J himself, Justin D'Onofrio. What's going on, Justin? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. I mean, we got to have you on because the NCAA tournament's starting, and no one at CMG knows more about college basketball than you, my friend. But we will get to that. But first, we got to start off with the NBA and I feel like every week the past, like since the All-Star, since the trade deadline, we always got to talk about the Sixers and the Nets. We're still talking about them because, I mean, the Nets destroyed the Sixers in their first meeting. That happened after the show last week. Uh, and, I mean, the you didn't get to see Simmons play. Harden looked really, really bad, especially in the first half. Uh, but, Sean, you know, sticking with Harden, is his ability to perform in big games a problem, especially now since, I mean, he's got all this pressure to win the championship. Is that a problem or is that something that, I mean, that he can fix? It's definitely a problem. I mean, it's been proven throughout his career. I mean, with his time with the Rockets, uh, he was the number one guy and he just uh, time and time again failed to even get to a championship there. Um, just having these poor performances 
And uh, even when he got to the 76ers, uh, first couple games, him and Joel Embiid were rolling. Uh, I'm pretty sure they started off 5-0. and But whenever there's hype around a game and he's going against his former team, um, you you saw that he had a terrible uh, performance, terrible shooting performance. Um, so it, it, it really is a concern for the Sixers team because he can't perform in these big games, and you're going to need that, especially in the Eastern Conference where it's so stacked right now. Uh, so many great teams that you're going to have to get through. Um, I don't even know if they're going to make the conference finals, honestly, because I do have concerns about Harden um, in, in these big-time games. So I, I think Joel Embiid uh, is is going to start to get pissed off a little bit. And Harden, you know, when he does have these poor performances, you could tell that he starts to check out uh, before the end of the game, especially when they're getting blown out in these situations. So um, it, it definitely is a problem. He, ha- he has shown before that he can't uh, perform in these big-time games when the pressure's on. So – uh, definitely a concern for the Sixers, and I, I think it's going to end up biting them uh, once it comes to playoff time. Now, Justin, I mean, it, we know James Harden can perform, and it's obviously something mentally with it when it comes to the big moments. So, can he get over that to, to make a playoff run, or does he have, or does he just forever have to be the number two, and Joel Embiid has to be that number one for the Sixers to succeed? I don't think he can, because you know, look at it with Houston too and Brooklyn. What happens when times get tough? He balked on Houston. He balked on Brooklyn. And I know, you know, probably with the Kyrie thing, he didn't, you know, probably didn't think that all that was going to happen. But it did. He, you know, he's kind of walked away. For it. Times get tough, he's kind of fallen. And, you know, he has the playoffs. I'm like, back in you know, the Warriors, that series against the Warriors in 2018, he missed 43 pointers, which is the most all time. And, you know, missed three pointers all time in the playoff series. So, yeah, I think it's an issue. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be able to overcome it because we haven't really seen it yet. And the other thing is, too, this year is, you know, the new way, you know, they've been kind of calling games is he can't get to the line 30 times if he goes over 10, over 11. You know, that's something he usually can kind of overcome and get some points. But I, I think it's an issue. And I don't he's not the type of guy that really seems like he's kind of changing his way. So he didn't really in Brooklyn when times got to he didn't try to help out Durant and he balked at the first chance he got and. You know, and that's why he's in Philly now. So until I see him do it, I don't think he can. And I don't I don't know if he he's going to be able to overcome it right now with Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, he what he didn't like. I understand that there was a lot of other circumstances going around in the Nets, but he didn't like being the third option there. That That's ultimately why that that's a big reason why I know there were circumstances, like I said, that brought him over to Philly. But now you have to be the number two. And in a situation like this. I mean, Joel Embiid was playing great. You you just got to be – you just got to give him some help. And if you can't do that, this isn't going to be a, a championship contending team. Harden has the ability to do that, but there's obviously something wrong. I think maybe it's just something with the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, just playing for that team, you got a mental block, like with Simmons not being able to shoot, and now Harden just can't clip. But, I mean, Harden's been doing it all his career. So, I, I don't know. But, I mean, enough about the Sixers. I mean, they showed – last week why I, I don't necessarily think they are going to uh, unless something changes because that was the biggest game you had thus far and you laid an egg so maybe they didn't get something going by by playoff time but who knows but sean are, are the nets now your favorites come out of the east not yet um i i think they're definitely up there um especially when they add ben simmons to the mix and the way that kyrie irving has been playing dropping a, a 60 piece last night obviously um, unless the mandates change, he's not going to be there for home games. But still, 
Um, I think that I would I'd put the Bucks still ahead of them. I mean, they're still the reigning champions when Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, and Giannis have all been healthy playing together. Uh, they've been almost unstoppable. So I still put the Bucks ahead of them, and I would put the Heat ahead of them still. Um, I think they're one of the deepest teams in the NBA, especially with uh, getting Victor Oladipo back, the way that Bam Adebayo has been playing. So I would put th- those two ahead of them, but I think the Nets are definitely right there. Um, but it, it's tough with East. Like I said before, I, it's so competitive right now, especially the way the Celtics are playing too. They've been playing great ever since the, the All-Star break ended. Um, the Sixers, even though they've struggled, obviously, against the Nets, I think that they're still a contender uh, somewhat. So I wouldn't put them as the favorite right now, um, but it, I, they're definitely right up there um, with the way that KD's been playing as well after coming back from injury. Uh, this Nets team is definitely for real. They got the star power. Uh, they're pretty deep as well. So I think they're right up there, but I, I I think that you'd have to put the reigning champs in front of them, and then I'd also put the Heat uh, still right there. All right. Uh, I'm going to change it up for you, Justin. Are they right now the favorite? But also, if they have Ben Simmons, does that elevate them even more, or, or do they become the favorite with that? I think for me, for them to become the favorite for me, I think they need Kyrie. I think they need the mandate changed. Until that happens, I don't know when that's going to happen when Kyrie can start playing home games again. But till then, I don't – I think that could hurt him. Again, like even the playing game, they're the eight seed right now. They'd have to go on the road in the playing game. Toronto's playing pretty well. Actually, he can't even play in Toronto either. So he couldn't even play in the playing game. If if Toronto stays there at the seven, Brooklyn plays at the eight. So I, I don't – they may have a hard time getting the playing game. I think they'd find a way to get out of it. But um, till the mandate changes, I, I can't I, – I can't take the um, – that's – to be my favorite as well. I, I'm with John. I love the Miami Heat. I love that organization. They're, I think, one of the best organizations of all the sports. Eric Spolder is one of the best coaches out there. Bam Bio down low is a great defender. You know, Al Debo back, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, who's been great in the playoffs. I love the Miami Heat right now. I'd put them as number one as my top team in the Eastern Conference right now for the way they're playing. I thought they were a playoff team, but I did not think they'd be playing at the level that they are right now. Uh, I, I have to go with the Heat right now. Dang, I, I'm with you guys. I'm going with the Heat as well as the favorite. I mean, the Nets, I, I have to see what Ben Simmons what Ben Simmons c- comes in and fills in. Because if it's the Ben Simmons that was last year, uh, second in uh, defensive player of the year voting, and, and he's able to distribute and not necessarily – he doesn't have to take jump shots on this team. So if he can distribute and find the open guys, then I, I think even with uh, Kyrie and, and the mandate issues there, I think Ben Simmons can – can fill the role when he needs to. And, I mean, Kevin Durant's going to be Kevin Durant. He's one of the greatest players in the league right now. So you don't ever have to really worry with him. So that that should be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, you guys talk about the Heat. So underrated. I mean, we talk – I feel like we've talked years about the Kyle Lowry trade, how it needed to get done. And they, they were able to get it done, and now they're playing great. That was a piece everyone was talking about for the Heat for so long. And I'm excited to see – it, it, it get used properly, and yeah, you're right. Bam's playing great. Uh, Tyler Hero's been playing fantastic as well this year. So uh, they're a team. Yeah, last they had high expectations last year, coming off the finals appearance. But it, I mean, all the COVID situation. I mean, that was a mess, especially going from the bubble to just it is what it was. I'm excited to see it. I think this is a the Heat team that we should have saw last year. I think this is the Heat team that we saw in the bubble. This is the Heat team that's coming to compete 
for for an NBA championship. And I, I mean, I I do gotta throw in my uh, throw in the Bulls there too because I like the Bulls. They're young, and like I've been saying all year, these guys are all young and hungry, and they're at the right time to start 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 making something happen, and they're making it. They're doing all right. They they had a little bit of a slump, uh, but I think they can get it back together and get going. So uh, I, I'm I think the East is very very interesting. I mean, seemingly it's just the the Suns and the Warriors in the West. Maybe the Grizz you can throw them in there, but it seems like it's really just those two in the West. The yeah, East you can throw them in there. Maybe my maybe. team. Yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, it sucks because when once Lucas comes back, we gotta talk about this. I, I I want to be done talking about James Harden and this trade, but once Lucas comes back, we gotta talk about him because he's a seventy six champ. So I mean, hopefully next week is the last week we're talking about this James Harden Ben Simmons trade. I swear to God, because I mean this is on a month now, right, Sean? Probably, probably won't be, but it, it probably won't be. Yeah. So whatever, whatever. But uh, all right, let's take a break, come back with our game break, and then get into a little bit of college basketball talk. So stay tuned. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. All right, big shout-out to JPEX Financial for sponsoring today's episode. And also big shout-out, you saw him at the beginning of the show, Andy Ma- Chris Sawyer at Andy Mac Mortgage. Shout-out to them for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you check them out for their great services. Now let's get into the game break. Games we're looking forward to and best bets for tonight. Sean, we'll start off with you. What you, what you got for a best bet tonight? Best bet, I'm going to take Celtics money line. Uh, they're they're playing the Warriors tonight. Uh, Warriors are favored by two. And I know Draymond Green is back. I know that means a lot for the Warriors. But <clears throat> I just like the way the Celtics have been playing, especially the second half of the season. Uh, Jason Tatum has been unstoppable. Their defense has been the best in the league. So uh, it's, a, it's a great matchup between two great defenses. Um, but I, I'm going to give the Celtics a slight advantage. So <clears throat> they're – Plus two right now, but I'm going to go with the money line. And then game I'm looking forward to, um, it's at, it already tipped off tonight, but Sixers and the Cavs, uh, I'll watch it after we get done here along with the, the first four games. But the Cavs are just a lot of fun to watch. Um, their game the other night where they won in overtime, uh, Evan Mobley went off. Uh, Darius Garland's a lot of fun to watch. So uh, I know the Cavs, ever since LeBron left, uh, they've been pretty uh, pretty hard to watch, pretty boring, but – 
nowadays this young Cavs team is a lot of fun to watch. So, and uh, we're going to see how they do against James Harden and Joel Embiid. So uh, that's a game I'm looking forward to uh, once we get done with this. Damn. All right. All right. Justin, what you got for a game we're looking forward to in best bet? My best bet for tonight, I get the Bucks playing Sacramento. I think they win by, you know, right now the spread's eight and a half. I think they win by double digits. The Kings just defensively, they, they're just atrocious. They've been horrible. Uh, you know, they finally won the other night against Chicago. I think they give up like 130 to the Milwaukee tonight. They could score, but Milwaukee's not really resting any of their guys from what I've seen. Um, Sacramento could score, but I just, the Bucs have beaten them 11 straight times. They've blown them out a bunch. So, I don't see the Kings being competitive whatsoever against Milwaukee tonight. I think that game's a blowout, and the long Milwaukee shows up, they should blow them out. And I'm excited for um, Monday's game of round two of the Heat and Philadelphia 76ers because, I, you know, as we were mentioning, I think the Heat are, you know, right now a contender or the, the number one team right now, I think, in the Eastern Conference. And then now they go to Philly, and I know, you know, the first time they played on March 5th, they were kind of – both teams are missing some pieces – you know, both teams now should be healthy on Monday night. That should be a fun one. Um, I think the Heat should be able to get that win, but could be a huge, another huge kind of test, I feel like, for the Heat to kind of, for the rest of the country, kind of believe that they are contender, you know, that they could win the Eastern Conference and they're the top team um, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, well, all those are great. But for me, I got for best bet tonight, uh, I got the Timberwolves against the Los Angeles Jokers, oh, I mean Lakers, uh, yeah, Timberwolves. Huh. Is, I, I, Timberwolves, I, I feel they're just one piece away, man. Especially after, uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns went off uh, last time, so it, it should be interesting. I think it's going to continue. It's a mess down there in LA, um, and the Timberwolves. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they're one of those sneaky teams that uh, could get if they can get a shot. To get into the playoffs, they could they could do something. I mean, Cats been playing really good. I mean, won the won the what's we call it three point shootout. Yeah, self proclaimed best big man shooter ever. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm interested to see that. But then uh, for my game to watch out for, I got a I got a posting up battle. The Jazz go to MSG to take on the Knicks oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that Say's not here. I just wanted to bring up uh, if you saw it in the intro, you'll see it in the outro. That nice little windmill dunk from Donovan Mitchell that was from last time they played the Knicks right at the end. So, yeah, shout out to that. But, uh, all right, let's get into something fun. Made a little bit of a transition as we go, as we're starting to go from NBA to the NCAA tournament. If the NBA playoffs were a single elimination tournament with every team getting in, what team do you think will have the potential to be a Cinderella story? We'll start with you here, Justin. All right. I, I you got the T-Wolves. I know they're the seventh seed right now in the Western Conference. It's just a such, that's such a fun team to watch. They're one of the high scorers teams in the league. They're really good at sharing the ball. I think they're eighth per game in assists. I know their defense is not great, but they got some young talent. You know, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, as you mentioned, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best bigs in the league. I That Timberwolves team is really fun to watch. I could see them knocking off a couple of teams, especially in a single animation tournament. 
that, that T-Wolves team's fun. Again, they're, they're doing a good job. Really, fi- Finally, for the first time in a while, Minnesota's actually starting to get in the right direction. I think, you know, I think they could win it. They could knock off some top teams in, in the uh, Western Conference. Okay. All right. I, I like that one. I mean, I mentioned it before in my, my game break. My uh, best bet. T-Wolves are great. But, uh, Sean, who's, what's your Cinderella story? I'm going to go with the 10th seed in the East right now, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I don't think their defense would be able to stay, sustain – I can't speak English uh, – through a seven-game series. But I think if, it is, if it's single-game elimination, uh, this team could score with anyone, uh, especially with the offensive firepower they have. So I think they'd be able to knock off some of the teams in front of them. Uh, like I said, I don't think their defense will be able to hold up in a series, but their offense with Terry Rozier, uh, LaMelo Barr, Miles Bridges, um, their offense could score with anyone. So if they're able to put up, you know, 135 and just hold the other team to 125, then they could definitely pull off a couple games, uh, get that defense just right. So I think the Hornets, if it were a single game elimination, that they would be able to make a little bit of a run because uh, they're a lot, a lot of fun to watch, but that defense is just not great at all. So that would be my Cinderella story would be the Charlotte Hornets. All right. I, I like that. I like that one, Sean. I, I got two. I'm going to go with my SpongeBob Square pick. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks because, I mean, look what they did last year. They were, they, they kind of made that happen in, in the real <clears throat> NBA playoffs. So I, I think they can get hot, especially since they know how to navigate the playoffs a little bit better, especially this year. So I think they can pull off some upsets like that as well. But I, I'm going to go. Now, Justin, tell me if I'm wrong, but in NCAA tournament, especially with these small teams like that, look at a team like the Loyola of Chicago. It's coaching that gets them through. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the greatest coach of all time in NBA history, Greg Popovich. I, I know he, he has got he has his guys playing hard. I think Deontay, I think you can get Deontay Murray to have some big games, especially with a lot on the line in this. And I think they can get farther than a lot of people will think they can get. I think they can pull off some upsets just with how good of a coach Pop is. And, uh, I mean, they got at least something there. So I, I think that that's the best bet. But, I mean, the Hawks, I think, is the SpongeBob Square pick. And I, I like all your picks. I, I That's the thing with this. If this ha- is how the NBA playoffs would – we would always have Cinderella stories. These are the best of the best play. So, I mean, it's not that in a single elimination setting, who knows, the Rockets could knock off the Suns. I know that's crazy, but it can happen. It can happen. So. No, it could, could. It absolutely could. One game, again, because we talked, like, a James Harden could go for 12. And again, you're done, you know? You don't get you don't get any help. It, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, all right, enough of this fantasy tournament. Let's talk about the actual NCAA tournament our NCAA tournament preview. Now, Sean, what team, I know, I know both you and Justin are UConn fans. Is that the team you're most excited to see in the tournament? I mean, it is, but I, I'll, I'll go with someone else um, just because I guess I have to. But, uh, yeah, Huskies, Huskies are coming for it. Uh, the team I'm most excited to watch is I'm going to go with a, a sleeper here. I'm going to go with Murray State. Um I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Murray State this year, but I know that uh, they only have two losses on the year, and they play another good mid-major in San Francisco. But uh, they're in uh, 
a pretty winnable region, I think, uh, in the eastern uh, eastern region. So if Murray State can get past that first round, I want to see if they're actually for real and if they can make some magic. So uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing some of the teams that I, I don't watch on a normal basis. I mean, I've seen most of the Power 5 conferences and obviously uh, a lot of the Big East with watching UConn, but I'm looking forward to some of these other teams that I don't get to watch a lot all year. So I want to see if Murray State is for real. Uh, they got a good test with San Francisco, who is a solid team from the um, – WCC, but uh, I want to see if these guys are actually legit. So I'm looking forward to that game. Damn. Uh, I mean, I, I produce sports talk with R&J, so I know how much Justin likes Murray State. You want to educate Sean a little yeah. bit more on, on, on them? Murray State, they're very they're very excellent defensively. You know, KJ Williams, Tevin Brown are two guys that started back for over in 2019 with John Morant, and they're two leading scorers this year. I'm like, they have a kid, um, Noah Hannibal, who's a South Carolina transfer, who is their sixth man coming off the bench for Ohio Valley School. So that just they have so much talent. They're fun to watch. They get up and down. They play really good defense, too. For a mid-major team, they have a lot of athleticism. Uh, I'll get to it because that's actually my Cinderella team for this. But but they're a very, very solid team. Uh, and I could see them knocking off a couple games because it's I, you know, I, cause you think about it too, Kentucky does not, Kentucky won't schedule in the non-conference. So they get a chance to play Kentucky in round number two. They love to knock off Kentucky and again, be the, be the king of the, of the, be the king of the state. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, that should be interesting. I mean, I, I'm not a big mercy. I'm not a big, uh, mid-major guy. I know you, you're all about that, Justin. So. I don't watch a lot, but if you're you're talking so highly about them, I'm excited to see them play. Uh, played. Uh, when is that game? They're playing uh, Friday night. I think Friday night. Forty. I believe that. Yeah. And San Fran, I know. I, I I like watching the West Coast Conference because I mean I'm a West Coast guy, and BYU. Did uh, they upset the Cougs in the in the in the WCC championship? So, I mean, they had a little bit of a, a decent run here. So, th that should be a, a good game. But uh, for me, I, I got Davidson uh, against uh, Michigan State. Uh, I, I think Michigan State, not necessarily the powerhouse uh, that they are. I know Tom Izzo is a, a great coach, but they don't necessarily have the guys like they normally do. Uh, and Davidson's been playing great all year. Uh, I, I know they uh, – it was rough for them in their conference championship. Uh, so, uh, but I think they can get it. And then I, you look at a team like Duke, the, the, who they'd have to meet in the second round. I think that's a that's a possible upset because, I mean, everyone – it's all about Coach K and all that stuff. I think they can put it to sleep. And also, I mean, look at Duke. They, they struggle with Syracuse. I'm a Syracuse fan. Syracuse has been terrible all year. I don't know how, how they almost won that game. Hey, but I made some money off of it. And so did you guys, if you listened to me last week, that was my best I, bet. I'm, I'm not bet on Syracuse. Never. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't bet on, on uh, Jim Bayon anymore. And without Buddy either, that's – how Buddy? They still kept that yeah. thing close. Jimmy yeah. Beheim's the one that kept him in that game. He, he went yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. He's not even that great a three-point shooter. He just caught fire that day. Anything can happen. I mean – well, we all know the, the Big East tournaments and that stuff, all the craziness that ensues. This tournament mentality can go crazy. So that's why, uh, yeah, I mean, Murray State should be intriguing. Davidson should be intriguing. But uh, now let's focus from the teams to the players. 
Justin, is there a specific player that you're interest, interested in seeing play? Yeah, I like the South Dakota uh, State Jackrabbits and Baylor Shireman. The average is over 16 a game. This is a South Dakota State team. They So they shot 43% from three in the year. That's the best um, percentage-wise since 1994, the LSU Tigers. So the, the, this South Dakota State can flat-out shoot the basketball. Baylor Shireman, Shireman is the main reason why. They score 86 points a game. They haven't lost since December um, uh, 15th when they lost to Missouri State. They can knock off Providence. They could go on a run here. That team can flat out shoot. The only worry I have about, you know, Shireman and those guys, they don't have a ton of height, but that, that is a team that could go on a run. They're pretty much like old Ross last year. They're very good offensively, but they don't play much defense. Um, and Barely Shireman, I, I think, could light up pretty much anybody in, in the tournament. All right, Sean, what player are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, mine's kind of a SpongeBob square pick, but uh, Jabari Smith from Auburn, uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's one of the best shooters in, the, in college basketball, and, and he's 6'10", uh, one of the best prospects in college basketball. So, um, I, And he carries that team. I know that their uh, their backcourt has been struggling a little bit, but him and Walker Kessler have done a great job for them. So I, I think he probably is the best player in college basketball right now. Um, he's an absolute beast, and he's a lot of fun to watch. And I know that uh, from that thriller against UConn, the uh, double overtime game, I know that uh, he was a lot of fun to watch then. So uh, definitely looking forward to watching him. And this is when all the, the big big stars shine is in March Madness. So I think he's going to have a great tournament. And I think he's going to lead Auburn to a little bit of a run. So uh, he, he he's just a freak at 6'10". So I think that um, there's not a lot of guys like him. He's very unique in his, uh, his style. So I'm definitely looking forward to him. Dang. Uh, I mean, I like that one. But, I mean, I got a SpongeBob square pick, too, Sean. I got Chet Holmgren. Uh, I like this kid. Seven-footer, you got that little bit of joker in him. Uh, I mean, he's a beast. In I mean, I'll talk a little bit about Gonzaga later. But him and Timmy, I think that's dangerous. Uh, and I, I think this is like you – know, I, I just like seeing him play. He, the things he's able to do at seven-foot. And, I mean, this is a guy, another guy who's going to be at the top of the draft boards uh, come April, right? When's the NBA draft? June? July? June usually. June. Think, so yeah. Late like June. Yeah. It's time in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so yeah, it should be interesting. I, I think there's a lot. I mean, there's going to be some no-name guys that they're going to make some names today. I mean, this week. I mean, you, you know, you always got those guys. Uh, so, it should be interesting to see what players come out and uh, how well these – because I think so many people – we were all talking about Cade Cunningham last year, and look what happened to uh, Oklahoma State. So, I mean, anything can happen in the NCAA tournament. Speaking of anything can happen, let's get into some actual predictions. Uh, final four prediction, Sean. So I, I still haven't filled out my official bracket yet because I'm waiting for the first four games to go. So make sure I get all my picks right. But um, I do have an idea of who I have in there. Uh, Gonzaga, I got out of the West region. Um, I want to pick UConn so badly to upset them. I think UConn will beat Arkansas in the second or second round to get the Sweet 16. But um, I love my Huskies. That's my team. But I, I can't do that. So I have Gonzaga coming out of the West. Out of the East, I have Kentucky. Um I think that they'll be able to get through uh, Baylor. If Baylor even gets there, because I don't know, they haven't been uh, too consistent. They had, I know they have some injuries. So 
Um, I have Kentucky there. Out of the South region, I have Tennessee coming out of there. Um, I know Arizona is very talented, but I think Tennessee um, has been playing in a tough SEC this year. Uh, they've been playing well at the end of the year. So I have Tennessee out of there and out of the West. Um, this one is, is the toughest for me. I, I, I couldn't really pick one, but uh, I'm going to go with Auburn. I think that uh, the star power of Jabari Smith will get them there. Um, like I said, I'm looking forward to him uh, playing. And I know Auburn, after that super hot start to the year, they've been kind of struggling uh, throughout SEC play, but I think we'll get it back together for the tournament. So um, my final four will be Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Gonzaga. Wow. Three out of four, SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. SEC, they're, I know they're known for their football, but they, especially over the last couple of years, they've been uh, stepping it up in the college basketball region for sure. They've really invested. Yeah. They've, they've invested big time in the college basketball the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. All right. Justin, what's your final four? Mine. So I get the same to start off in the West region. I get the same pick as Sean. Probably the, the chalk pick here, but I got Gonzaga. I just don't see anybody in this region going to be able to knock them off. You know, I, I think maybe Timmy kind of has struggled when you could kind of play physical with them. There's some physical bigs in this region, but I just don't think they're talented. Uh, any of them are talented enough to beat Gonzaga. You know, they've already played Texas Tech. They just kind of overwhelmed them with all the kind of star power they have. Texas Tech, I don't think to be able to score enough to knock them off. And I think if they if they rematch with Duke again, the lead eight, I can't see Duke beating them one, this time around. Uh, so I got to go Gonzaga in that one. Down in the East region. I got UCLA. I like how this team ended. They played really well the end of the year. I know they lost Arizona, but again, Arizona is a really talented team. LJ Cryer knows out for at least the first weekend. I don't think he's coming back for the tournament. So I think UCLA knocks off Baylor. And I think UCLA can go on a run here. And I think they get back to the Final Four. Um, up in my South region right now, I have Villanova. It was close between them and Arizona, but again, I can't pick against the best culture in college basketball and the best point guard in Colin Gillespie. I think Villanova finds a way. I think that's a it's a really talented team. I know they're not very deep, but I'll take Gillespie and Jay Wright to find a way to get back to the Final Four. And then over in the Midwest region, I also have Auburn. Their guard plays really worries me, and I, that's a huge kind of key to be able to have success in March. But I think with Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, I think, you know, they could hold up enough here. I don't trust Kansas. I don't trust their defense. I'm not a big Bill, Bill Self guy. And I think they've had more talent than this team, you know, in the past. So I, I, I have Auburn knocking off Kansas, you know, in the lead. Eight. I think Auburn um, finds a way to get back to the Final Four. Damn. All right. All right. Uh, for my Final Four, I mean, I, I've made a couple brackets now. This one has a theme, and I'll, I'll get to that later. But I got Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga, they're great. Uh, I, I think Mark Fuse is going to get it through. I mean, yeah, you got the possible Coach K. I like uh, Nate Oates at Alabama. He's a great coach as well. And obviously, UConn there. Danny uh, Hurley, come on now. Sure. Great coach, Danny Hurley. Sure, buddy. You're damn right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Gonzaga – I hate how easy I think they're going to just go through this, but, I mean, that, that that's what Gonzaga has been, you know. And then uh, out of the East, I got Purdue. Uh, they've been playing great. I mean, and the Big Ten's been the best conference in college basketball. Uh, I, 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 I do also have UCLA. They're my Elite Eight. 
there, uh, Justin. So I, I think they can also make a run, uh, but I'm not going to go for the rematch. I think Purdue gets it done and sadly loses to Gonzaga. But then I also got in the Midwest, I got Kansas. I, I think, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is a, they, they just have to do it. I mean, it just feels like Kansas and they're probably going to lose somewhere, but I, I don't know. I just think with how this is laid out, I, I, in this, in the Midwest, I do have UCLA going to the Elite Eight. I think with their length, especially in the in the backcourt, uh, that could cause some problems. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with Bill Self to get it, get it, uh, get in there. And then I actually have Illinois coming out of the what is that? The South. Yeah, the yeah. South. And I have Gonzaga and Illinois meeting in my national championship, and the theme is Virginia. Illinois, last year was supposed to be their best opportunity, their best team they've ever put together to make this run, and it fell short. Gonzaga, same situation. Best opportunity to win a national championship. They fell short in the national championship. And now people have gone. People have left. Everyone thinks, oh, and but it's still wide open, and I think that's where you got a team like Gonzaga and a team like Illinois who they have a little bit of that winning culture from last year cemented in their in their program. And I think they have a little bit of that, uh, the, the wanting to stick it, wanting to prove everyone wrong, and a little bit uh, like a revenge tour for them for last year. So for for how I'm thinking right now, I got I got the – that that's my Virginia bracket, the Virginia mentality. Like when they lost to first Easy. one team to lose to a 16 – and then come back, win the natty. So, uh, Sean, what's your natty? My natty is Kentucky over Gonzaga. Um, it, I think it's going to be another another rough end for Gonzaga. Uh, obviously, losing the national championship last year and then losing a couple years ago. But I have Kentucky and Oscar Sheebway and, um, and Coach Cal getting there. And then from the other side, I have Tennessee getting the national championship. So, I think it's going to be an all-SEC national championship. But I think Big Blue Nation gets it done. Uh, I'm going to go with Kentucky, and I think Coach Cal is going to get his second national championship there. Interesting. Interesting. Justin, we well, go. My, my, I got Gonzaga UCLA in the first um, semifinal matchup. I have Gonzaga getting them once again in the Final Four. Uh, I think they win it close. I think UCLA's got a good chance, but I got to take the Zags. And the other side, I got Nova knocking off Auburn. Uh, I think even with Auburn's side, I think Villanova is able to kind of hold them off there and take them out. But I have Gonzaga right now winning the whole thing against Villanova. Um, I think that's a game where Villanova is going to have a lot of trouble to score the basketball against the Zags. I think, you know, Gonzaga does not have to run through a Baylor like they did last year. I, you know, they got another great team. I think at some point Mark Fuse is a good enough coach that he'll find a way to win one. I think very possibly this could be the year for Gonzaga, and I have them winning the national championship. All right. All right. It should be interesting. Anything can happen. I mean, last year so many people had Baylor and Gonzaga making it. I mean, Illinois was the big upset there. But, I mean, every, a lot of people had Baylor and Gonzaga. I mean, a, a lot of people right now, the, the consensus seems like Gonzaga and Arizona. Is that going to be the – the mentor and the trainee meeting in the national. I don't know about that. I, I think it, it's wide, wide open this year. And I think anything can really happen. I think 
there's going to be a team we didn't mention today that pulls off an upset and might even possibly make a run. I mean, like the UCLA did last year, going or yeah, going from the first four to the final four. So should be interesting. I'm excited. Mar- tournament time is one of the best times of the year. Constant mm-hmm. basketball and everything, all, all every single one of the games, all day has something on the line. It has meaning. That's the best part about it. So it should be great. I'm excited. Uh, once the games get underway, it starts tomorrow, right? The actual games. I know yep. the first four, mm-hmm. the second one going on right now. But uh, oh yeah, should be interesting. Should be interesting. This is where all the focus gets turned from NBA to college basketball. Really, I mean, even inside the NBA, well, all the bands and TNT to go talk college basketball. So, but uh, I right. that's gonna do it for posting up today. For myself, Big J, Sean Scanlon, and Justin, thanks again for joining us, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Heck yeah, and I'm sure we'll have you back before the tournament's over. To, right. so, for sure. But uh, all right, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com where you can find other great sports podcasts like Sports Talk with R&J that Justin's on. Find that at clovercrestmedia.com. Or if you're not into sports, I don't know why you're watching this, but if you're not into sports, there's some true crime podcasts. There's a some political podcasts. And if there's a topic that we don't have a podcast for, start your own. Uh, and that's www.clovercrestmedia.com. And big shout out to Chris Sawyer and Andy Mac Mortgage and JPEX Financial Group for sponsoring today's episode. This has been the Posting Up Podcast, and we'll catch you next week to talk more basketball. So we'll see you next time. Take care. Westbrook down lane, blocked by Randall. Julius Randall with an excellent defensive play. Joel battling in the paint, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson, just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. Here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.